0: sleep com 1212
1: this is our number two of the John. And Leah show. This is a program where we take a look at the news of the week, the events of our often bizarre lives, and where we do so in an entertaining, informative, and unique fashion. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. We continue with our weekly look at the race for the White House 2016, and specifically our review of Wednesday's third and final presidential debate, and even more specifically than that, the issue of Donald Trump's continual charge that this election is rigged. And, Leah, this is not a topic that, that bothers me because, and you implied it, actually, in the last hour, that anyone who does not accept Trump's very, very self-serving view that there's a massive amount of voter fraud and that, therefore, an election could and very well might be rigged is somehow kowtowing to the liberal media and is naive or a Hillary shill. You didn't use those words, but that was... Some others no, have, and that, that certainly is The isn't, media
2: will sh- just shut... There's no evidence of that. <laughs> okay, but
1: and I, look, and I get that the news media is incredibly biased on this topic. Uh, here's where I am on it, and I think, frankly, this is where the truth is. Is there voter fraud? Absolutely, there's voter fraud. Does it benefit the Democrats almost exclusively? Absolutely, especially in big cities. Let me give you, let me give you the perfect example, at least in, in my memory... Uh, of what I'm referring to here and why Trump is wrong. In the year 2000, I doubt you remember this, there was an incredibly contested Senate race in Missouri between John Ashcroft and a dead guy. His opponent had died, and he lost because, effectively, they kept the polls open in St. Louis as long as they possibly could, and it was a ridiculous number of votes from the inner city of St. Louis that came in for the Democrat. He had all sorts of potential challenges to this thing, including by the fact that, you know, technically a dead guy is not a resident of the state of Missouri at the time of the election. So
2: now I, His I will, residency is an issue, right?
1: I, <laughs> I will firmly believe to the day I die that the reason why Ashcroft would end up becoming the attorney general with almost no democratic, uh, can, uh, no one, no, no one in the Democratic Party really contesting it, considering the fact that Ashcroft would have been a very controversial attorney general's p- choice under normal circumstances. They gave him basically, hey, go ahead, you're, you're in, because I think even the Democrats knew he got jobbed and that this was kind of a quid pro quo, wink, wink, nod, nod, okay, you got hosed here, but we're going to let you be attorney general. And so the reality is, I know this happens but it can only impact elections in very, very, very unique circumstances like that one in Missouri in 2000. In a presidential election, it is impossible because we have 50 separate state elections. And within 50 different state elections, you have hundreds, if not thousands, depending on the state, of precincts, all of whom have members of both parties who are keeping track of the count. And if one of them, especially in this day and age with the internet and Twitter and Facebook, I guarantee if one of them sees the number that they approved is different, it turns out in the, in the, uh, all the final results, which are put on every state Website that there is, every secretary of state in all 50 states puts up all these numbers. It's all public. If one of them sees a number that's not what they signed off on, guess what? They're on the drudge report immediately, especially this time around with Trump. It is not possible to rig an election in 50 states. Now, can Philadelphia. I'm not
2: talking 50. How about
1: four or three uh, or one? Okay, well, hold on a second. <laughs> Let's take a look at Pennsylvania. We've talked about this before. I grew up in Pennsylvania. I'm a big believer that Philadelphia is awfully dicey, although I don't buy that necessarily there's proof for instance, the fact that Romney got zero votes in a couple of precincts in Philadelphia in 2012, to me, that's actually proof that there wasn't a rigging. Because if you're going to rig it, you, you put in one or two votes. Because that way no, no, one, no one person can say, wait a minute, I voted for Romney. Uh, if it's one or two, you're safe. So zero is actually a more credible number. But the point here is, okay, let's say Philadelphia is dicey. There's not enough of numbers in the diciness in Philadelphia to potentially overcome Trump's six, seven, eight, nine, ten point deficit in the polls in Pennsylvania. The numbers don't work. It's only in an exceedingly close, statistically almost imperceptible right. race. There's no evidence of that. And by the way, even if that happened in Pennsylvania this time around, Trump would still lose, There's based upon where the current polling is. Even if somehow Pennsylvania was super close and he won it because of a— I'm not talking Pennsylvania. I'm talking Florida. Okay. (laughs) He's winning the poll—or he's losing the polls in Florida by three, four, five points almost every single poll now. And so, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Florida is run by Republicans. So, I I don't understand— Ohio! The the
2: problem is with the absentee ballots. I really honestly think that all of the absent, this absentee ballot thing is just asking for trouble. Why? I honestly think that. Why? Because, well, because Democrats will do anything they possibly can to win, including no ID, illegal aliens bussing them around. They've done it here. I mean, it's so, I mean, oh my gosh. I understand what you're saying in the big picture. I'm saying that there is some crap going on. Uh, Now, is it a 50-state rigged election? No.
1: But but here's where I really get angry at Trump. See, he's taking a legitimate issue, and I think voter fraud is a legitimate issue. He is blowing it up for his own self-interest to give him an excuse for why he's going to get his ass kicked. All right? That bothers me. It's similar to the liberal media issue. He is not being... A victim of liberal media bias. He is using the issue as an excuse and bastardizing it. Similarly, he's taking a legitimate issue that should be fixed in voter fraud that is minuscule in a presidential election, blowing it up because he needs an excuse for why the guy who promised he was gonna win and win bigly, and he was gonna be so much, there was gonna be so much winning, we would get tired of winning, that this guy <laughs> is going to lose. And he's likely going to lose big. And well, he's he he gonna an big in the whole
2: rigged election, that kind of falls flat.
1: Well, but see, <laughs> that's not what he said. He, he, he's using the word rigged claiming rigged beforehand is totally different than not conceding when the facts come in and you go oh my gosh we're within the margin of error in Florida uh, where all these electoral votes will decide the election no one would blame anybody for not conceding i had no problem with Al Gore at first asking for a recount in Florida it was 500- and then it got to be ridiculous it was absurd i and I'm by the way this is this drives me crazy because I'm somebody who will defend the truth no matter who benefits or, or who gets criticized. I, I was there. I was protesting in Palm Beach in 2000 I, 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 for George W. Bush. I had my sore loserman. Sign that the that the, the, the state GOP had given me. My father was living in there at the time. I thought what Gore did at the end was outrageous. It's despicable. Okay. But but the point my, my point here is that c- to compare what Trump is doing beforehand to what Gore did in the immediate aftermath, which was perfectly legitimate, is apples and oranges. It's a it's not analogous. And and it bothers me that Trump is benefiting from the fact that you know we think uh, democrat bad republican good doesn't matter well i mean
2: uh, look at what you you mean to tell me that uh it wasn't rigged for hillary clinton to get the nomination what well, they did to bernie sanders
1: well now you get into the definition of rigged i there's abs- we have said numerous times there was never any way that they were going to allow Hillary Clinton to lose to Bernie Sanders. Is that See, that to me but, is rigged. But, okay, all that, those votes don't matter. Okay, rigged. And, and that hold on a second. That is a legitimate definition of rigged, although I don't I don't perceive that that's the way Trump is using the word. No, there's no evidence that for instance votes that were intended to be cast for Bernie Sanders went for Hillary. It, so it wasn't rigged in that sense. It was more like a prize fight. It was more like a staged Prize fight, where the referees knew that if Bernie ever got in there and was ready to knock her out, they jump in and they go, "Whoa, hold on a second. Let's take a standing eight. Let's take a, you know, ding, ding, ding. Let's let's take a break here for a minute." They were never going to let it happen, but it wasn't by actual vote stealing. There's no evidence of that. And by the way, Trump lies about that constantly too. Hillary crushed Bernie Sanders in the total votes, and as a matter of fact. If anybody had an argument about an election being taken away from her in, in a presidential sense, it was Hillary in 2008. She and once again, you see? She got more votes than Barack Obama did during the 2008 Democratic primary. Nobody ever go. mentions that. It's so, red. Okay. <laughs> All right. That fits
2: the definition. These people are bad.
1: All right, well, I'll agree with you on that. They're all bad people. But all right, when we come back, I want to finish up on the, uh, the debate stuff and then move on to some other issues, including uh, the James O'Keefe revelations that somewhat relate to this issue. All that and more coming up next on the Free Speech Broadcasting Network. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. One last point on the debate before we go to other matters still related to the race for the White House 2016 and then other news after that. Still plenty to get to on this edition of the John and Leah show. I want to play a very quick clip from what Saturday Night Live did last night in their review of the debate because to me this was fascinating and it shows the enormous divide in the way that conservatives and people who listen to talk radio seem to think about this election and how the liberal elites in New York City at Saturday Night Live view this election, because here was Kate McKinnon playing the role of Hillary Clinton, describing what the choice in this election really is about.
2: Between the two of us, who do you trust to be your president, the Republican or Donald Trump?
1: Now, I thought that was fascinating because (laughs) to most conservatives, that is preposterous, right? Wait a minute. Hillary's the Republican? That's ridiculous. And Trump is whatever the hell he is. Well, that's true. Okay, well, we don't know what Trump is, right? I mean,
2: is Trump a bad guy or a good guy? I
1: mean, it's been my very strong belief, and I think this campaign has borne it out that Donald Trump is a liberal, at, if he has a core, he's a liberal con man. If you look at every single position he has ever taken in his life prior to running this campaign, it was almost entirely on the liberal side. And some of the positions he's taken in this campaign have been incredibly liberal. Like, for instance, mandatory, uh, you know, uh, maternity leave for six weeks for all employers in America. Uh, Or was it six weeks or was it more than that? Something like that. I mean, but Ivanka forced him to do that. So and she's a liberal. But I digress. The point here is it's interesting to me that Saturday Night Live and a lot of liberals view Hillary as not being that liberal. Not weird, but it's not that weird. They must be just
2: uninformed because my goodness, this one, just what she said at the debate, for instance, about the Supreme Court, this woman is nothing but a crazy progressive activist. That's all that matters
1: to her. See, and this is where you and I are going to disagree. I think she's acting when she plays the crazy liberal progressive. And I think that those WikiLeaks emails uh, back me up on this. I don't think she's. I don't think that the real Hillary Clinton is nearly as liberal as the real Barack Obama. I don't. I think what uh, she told the banker—that's
2: the real her.
1: Well, the, the that open borders thing—is that what you're referring to? Yes. You I mean the thing that was almost identical to what Donald Trump wrote in 2013 on the CNN column? We've already board- talked about this. Right. this I,
2: right. I think in my mind, there's a big difference here.
1: Well, the big difference is, if you look at the context of that, as she addressed, I'm not sure she was really talking about open borders in the way that you think of them, But the reality look, I'm never going to convince anybody, but you know, after she wins, we will do a portal in which I make people feel, hopefully, maybe a tiny lip bit better about this disaster that will occur on November 8th than they might ordinarily do so because there is an element. I'm not saying she's a Republican. Okay. That's, that is ridiculous. All right. That's just flat out ridiculous. She's not, she is not a Republican, but I think you can make an argument that the real Hillary Clinton is actually more of a Republican than the real Donald Trump. I, I believe that. And by the way, Iraq is like, For for front and center of that argument, she voted to go to war in Iraq. Trump favored it on the Howard Stern show and then claims later that he's against it. In a case of war situation, she's way more Republican than what we know of Donald Trump. She's completely inept, though. (laughs)
2: Completely. (laughs) Look at the Middle East.
1: All right, when we come back, more on the John and Leah show coming up next. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My co-host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. If you go to freespeechbroadcasting.com, by the way, you can check out all of my most recent columns for Mediate, including the one I wrote on Friday about why it is that despite what you might be hearing in some circles that this race isn't over. Yeah, it pretty much is. So if you want the truth on where the race for president stands, Go to freespeechbroadcasting.com and check out my most recent column there. After Hillary won the third debate, the, uh, the very next night, uh, Hillary and Trump were together at an event in New York City called the Al Smith Dinner, which is put together by the Archdiocese, the Catholic Archdiocese of New York City, which is a longtime standing tradition that the two candidates get together and they basically roast each other and ideally themselves, in a good-natured attempt to try to heal some of the wounds that the campaign has inevitably left at this point, this campaign obviously being unique in so many different ways, the Al Smith dinner was rather unique. And I was a little surprised, Leah, when you said that you wanted to play, <laughs> you wanted to play a clip from the Al Smith dinner because the conventional wisdom, and I don't usually abide by the conventional wisdom, but Me I saw Me
2: either. But I'm I, in
1: direct opposition. Right. I saw the— uh, I saw the Al Smith dinner, and I was of the opinion, as, as most people were, that, uh, that Trump uh, really had not done a particularly good job. He got booed at one point, and that Hillary had done a better job than him. On- he got booed, too. Don't forget. How did she? She get... got booed too. For yeah, what? she
2: said something uh, afterwards. I I can definitely find it, but that just wasn't reported as much. <laughs> I don't
1: rem- I don't recall her being booed. She but was if, booed. Yes, because she
2: went a little low too. They both went at it, but he was way worse.
1: Okay. Well, anyway, long story short, the conventional of wisdom, of course, the liberal media reported that uh, that Trump was inappropriate in some of the comments that he made about. Hillary, but you actually you said your favorite moment from the Al Smith <laughs> dinner was the moment that actually got Trump booed. So booed. So why don't we why don't we play some of that? Here it is. Here she is tonight, in public, pretending not to hate Catholics. <laughs> now you didn't play the boo the booze, did you? Uh, the the boos. Oh, it's a bunch of New York elites. What uh, do you think they're oh. gonna do? <laughs> now what was see? This is what I don't get, Leah. I love this. First of all, it was not in keeping with the the intended tone or tenor of the event. Number one, it's not. That's not the type. I'm telling
2: you, she did it, too, and I'll find it
1: before the show's over. That's fine, but, okay, I'm sick and damn tired of the she did it, too. I'm talking about, I'm evaluating what Donald Trump did, and it was not funny, and it wasn't even accurate. Because here's what bothers me about this, and this has happened time and time and time again with these WikiLeaks. I've seen it on Twitter dozens of times a day where Trump supporters, either because they they don't want to read or they just want to believe whatever they want to believe makes them feel good, they are misinterpreting emails from WikiLeaks or they are attributing to Hillary something that somebody else said. And the Catholic thing had nothing to do with her. It was an argument between a couple of Catholics on her staff about the nature of Catholicism. That, now, you could be offended by that, but how in the world is Hillary somehow to be judged as hating Catholics by at a joke at a Catholic event by the Republican presidential nominee? That doesn't even make any sense. Forget about not being funny. It's not even remotely true. Well, so, so
2: where okay. You- Look, I believe, just like President Obama has proven, that the people on your staff... Basically, carry down the same ideas that you have, and they try to get all of your stuff done. They're talking about gender. Look at the bathroom situation. They can't stand the fact that there's no, I mean, it's just, it's so typical. Hold on
1: a second. So, because a couple of staff members have an argument about Catholicism on an email chain, this means that Hillary Clinton, if if the other side. This is one of the things
2: that I'm sure will be changed. Our culture's being changed across the country by a radical uh, left I, element, and Hillary Clinton is right there at the forefront. If, you think she's a Republican? Uh, if but- Trump,
1: if tr- I didn't say that, I said she's more, uh, she's less liberal than Obama is. But uh, if someone tried, if the left tried to do to our candidate, said that he, that our candidate. If we had one this year, which we don't, but let's pretend we have a candidate in the presidential race, and they tried to claim that that person was anti-Catholic because a couple of staff members who were Catholic had an argument about Catholicism on an email chain that was stolen in a hack situation.
0: Oh,
2: come on. So you're but, saying that it's not? It's not real? No, no.
1: Well, <sighs> I'm presuming it's real because they haven't said that it's not. But my right. point, my point here is, if those set of circumstances were the basis for a charge of anti-catholicism against the Republican candidate, we would be going apoplectic and saying that's completely inappropriate, wrong, not funny. And the hypocrisy to me is what's it's so group staggering. groupthink. Group well, yeah, it's. It, I agree it's groupthink, but I'm probably in the opposite direction of what what you seem to believe. There's no evidence at all. We have no evidence. Hillary, because right, she Hil- got rid of all of hers. Oh, <laughs> it's God. very funny, isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> So, 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 okay, so so based upon a, what a couple of Catholic staffers argue about, he's allowed to say at a Catholic event that she hates Catholics. I no one it. laughs, and that's the best moment of the night for your presidential candidate. I wow.
2: loved it. I'm okay. telling you, wow. I am sick and damn tired of the church being a target. And of all of our cultural foundation being blown away, th- I'm sick of it. But this was it.
1: a private email conversation between Catholics. What, what, what are you talking about? It's, and I, I mean, I grew up Catholic, but I have, I'm a recovering Catholic. I have no love for the Catholic Church. I'm just. To me, this is a classic situation where people are looking at this purely from the standpoint of that's my guy and I'm going to defend my guy no matter what. and, And as far as the WikiLeaks thing, you know, it is amazing, stunning, the hypocrisy of people like, for instance, Sean Hannity, who is now Mr. Pro WikiLeaks, who in the past had been very critical of Julian Assange and WikiLeaks. And I have to say, one of the greatest statements I've seen on this is by the former CIA and NSA director Mike Hayden. You probably didn't see this, but he put out a statement in response to what Sean Hannity has been doing, going bananas, uh, favoring WikiLeaks and defending them and completely changing his position. He, He wrote an email to a friend that I guess got the permission to be released today in which he wrote, thanks for the heads up. Fox News has almost entirely jumped the shark. They have given up any semblance of conservatism and focused on an almost visceral hatred of all things Clinton and Obama. There are a few points of light and Chris Wallace, Brett Baier, and Megyn Kelly. Hannity has entered the pantheon of true propagandists, and his behavior reminds me of a conversation I had with a police official in the mid-1980s when I was the air attaché to Bulgaria. I asked this officer what truth was to him. And he responded without hesitation, quote, truth is what serves the party. That's Michael Hayden, former CIA director on Sean Hannity's completely 180-degree flip on WikiLeaks simply because at the current moment, he likes that WikiLeaks is attacking Hillary Clinton. That's what's become of our side. We no longer believe in truth. We no longer believe in logic. We no longer believe in consistency. We no longer believe in the rule of law. It doesn't matter to us anymore that these are hacked emails that were committed by terrorists. Where did all of
2: that moral freaking superiority get us? Where did it get us?
1: Um... I'm not sure what you're talking about because we lost two elections in a row. We happened to control Congress. We happened to control the Senate, which we're going to lose in all likelihood, thanks to Donald Trump. We lost to a gener— This is one of the many myths that caused this whole fiasco. We lost to a forget about generational. We lost to a once in a century candidate in Barack Obama because the news media was so in love with the idea of a first black president, and they were going to do absolutely everything they possibly could to facilitate his election and then his re-election. We put up the two best people we could have under the circumstances, and they lost. They lost because the demographics of this country are shifting and because Obama was a unique, spectacularly protected candidate by the liberal news media. By the way, also a very good campaigner that's the reality of this. We yes. panicked. We the panicked. The liberal
2: news media. We, I, I mean, I, I, and we sit there and take it. Our candidates take it. No. Our our representatives and, and, take
1: it. And look how well it's done for Trump to fight back in the way that he's he's fought back. It hasn't helped a damn bit. I've used the analogy before and it's worth repeating. Basically what happened here is This is a college football rivalry. Let's use Alabama and Auburn since, you know, you're you're there in Alabama. Here's what happened. Uh, We're Alabama in this analogy, and Auburn had Cam Newton. And so, for a couple of years, when they had this once in a generation player, Auburn kicked Alabama's ass. And, and then, and in this case. Please don't it, remind us of that. Okay, but in this circumstances, Alabama then panics and says, oh my God, we're never going to beat Auburn again, even though Cam Newton's gone. We're never going to beat him again because they beat us. Oh my gosh, this is horrible. We need to abandon everything we believe in. We need to abandon everything we've ever done because we lost because they had Cam Newton. Well, guess what? They don't have Cam Newton anymore. They got squat. They got a horrible candidate in Hillary Clinton. And we decided to start Johnny Manziel as quarterback when we had plenty of really good other options. We decided let's go with Johnny Manziel because he makes our genitals feel good. I mean, that's what we did. Well, guess how that's going to turn out. Johnny Menzel doesn't doesn't even show up for the game anymore.
2: That horse has left the barn a long time ago, Ziggler. I'm saying... He's the guy we've got, and I loved it. Okay, so sue me. <laughs> I'm not going to sue you. What am I going to do? Right. Well, I mean, come on. I'm along for the ride. Right. Like you said, we might as well just take the Titanic and slam it right into the iceberg. Right, That's well, where we're going. Well, now
1: we're mixing all sorts of different analogies, and people are getting <laughs> confused. Okay, when we come back, i got to get to the, the James O'Keefe revelations this week, which I'm sure you're excited to talk about, on the John and Leah show. Welcome back. This is the John and Leah show. My name is John Ziegler. My host is Leah Brandon. Our website is freespeechbroadcasting.com. And the, the biggest uh, news story uh, other than the presidential debate in conservative media circles this week was likely the release of a, a series of videos by James O'Keefe, who is a very controversial conservative I don't know, provocateur-slash-filmmaker-slash-activist. Uh, whatever you want to call him, and uh, Leah, I was very curious as to how you would break that down for us, what was revealed by James O'Keefe this week, so why don't you go ahead and do that now?
2: Okay, so uh, I've heard his name pronounced a couple different ways. It's either Scott Foval or Fauval. I don't know which one it is, but he's one of the guys, along with Robert Creamer. They are, I guess, until this week, two very little-known but influential Democratic political operatives. They jumped into the spotlight after undercover video from James O'Keefe and Project Veritas surfaced. Kramer, uh, at this point now, is stepping back from the work he was doing for the campaign of Hillary Clinton because of it. Foval is filmed telling hidden camera-toting journalists about how they've paid protesters to create the violence that you've seen at the Donald Trump events.
1: The script. okay? The script of engagement. Sometimes the crazies bite, and sometimes the crazies don't bite.
2: Now, he also goes on at length uh, about how to how the organization might cover up in-person voter fraud. There is talk about busing people around. They've been doing it for 50 years. Hillary campaign, uh, here's how it works. So, the Hillary campaign hires Democracy Partners, which is owned by Robert Creamer, who then contracts out to this Fauvol guy. The Fauvol guy's been fired. Creamer's taken a step back, and we don't know where this will go from this point forward. Oh, but James O'Keefe, there's a massive uh, smear
1: campaign against him right now. <laughs> and what is the basis of the smear campaign?
2: Well, because he's controversial. He's but, a controversial conservative okay. who has uh, edited tapes in the past. Not that NBC hasn't done it on a regular basis.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, well, all right. There's a couple of different aspects I want I want to address here. Uh, the first is obviously that, that what's on the tape, if it's to be accepted at face value, is uh, despicable and disgusting. Although there's two elements to this that I found particularly interesting in light of the fact that Trump is the Republican candidate. The first is that I found it rather hilarious that the very same Trump fans who bought hook, line, and sinker Trump's lie that in the Billy Bush tape, he was just bragging and he never actually acted out on any of the things that he said when he didn't think he was being recorded, even though he was oh wearing Oh my God, you're trying to connect the two? No, oh, no, there's a direct connection. There's a direct, obvious connection to anyone is not blinded. And that is the hilariousness that you're going to accept the idea that Trump was bragging when he obviously wasn't. Oh my God. And you're never, and you don't even consider the idea that these guys are bragging more than they're actually talking about things that have occurred that never even occurred. Here's what I know about
2: James uh O'Keefe. I know that when he went Mm -hmm. to the Planned Parenthood, Okay. Yep, yep. And he caught all of these people undercover and then yep. he's the one that got in trouble uh-huh. when they were talking about despicable things and how they were skirting the law. Mm-hmm. So you're saying they were lying too or just bragging cuz no, they're no, no. like Donald no, no, no. Trump.
1: No, hold on. Can we keep this to what we're talking about from this week? When I watched those tapes, it occurred to me that it was very likely that and far probably far more likely that there was bragging going on for things that never actually happened than In the Billy Bush Trump tape. But that's not even the most important part of this whole thing. The other part of this that I find, that's the hypocrisy part. Because no one on the right even considered that possibility. Which is real, a very real possibility that they were bragging. But also, (laughs) there's nothing remotely... What, what do you, what, what, what's funny about that, Leah? <laughs> they were
2: fired. Of
1: course they were because they were, became a political liability, Leah. These, that's this the way is it works. the guy
2: who exposed Acorn. Uh, Are you kidding me? And,
1: come on. Come on what? There's no evidence that this actually happened. but, okay. but, but Leah, you're not even going to consider that as a possibility that they were bragging, even though it certainly oh. sounded like they were bragging. But more importantly than that, what is alleged is not illegal. They didn't create the violence. They provoked it by doing what? What were the the things that they were supposed to be doing to provoke the violence at the Trump rallies? As you played the clip, sometimes the crazies bite and sometimes they don't. They provoked them knowing that the people at the Trump rallies were vulnerable to being rather easily provoked. Not by people taking switchblades and stabbing them in the liver. No, by wearing particular pieces of clothing that might trigger the nut jobs into a violent act. Now, is that um, a, a, a good human act? No. Is it illegal? Actually not. And in a weird way, it's kind of freaking brilliant because the reality is that's politics. They provoked these nut jobs on the, who go to these Trump rallies into creating very bad videos for the news media to take advantage of. That, now, did it create a misperception?
2: Yes, yeah. it's all manufactured, it's fraudulent. I, I agree. I agree. No one is that mad at Donald Trump except for you.
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> what, what 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 are you talking about? No that, that's not one
2: even- is out there with the violence unless they're provoked.
1: Okay, I mean, but it's as fast. But, but Leah, Leah, what's the allegation of the provocation? What? What is the? You see, you're you're, you're leaving out. They're eventually. paid to do, protesters do what? To create violence. To do what? To do what? And disrupt. To disrupt. How? How? By stabbing? What by stabbing did. people? By stabbing people?
2: To do exactly so what? Which, which was what? Which was isn't what? Isn't it funny which how all what? of a sudden when these guys which were busted, what? now there's no more
1: protesters. No, no. But which? I, great. Leah, I agree that it's an interesting explanation it. for why there are were these events at Trump rallies, but you're not you're not answering the question. What is it that they did to provoke the Trump people to react the way that they did? What was the Pay provocation? No, 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 no. What was the act? Pay but, them and, to do what? To and, do what? To do what?
2: I don't know. Oh My God. Uh, I'm sorry that I want to actually get. Oh my God. Get, oh my would God. You please just have a conversation. I don't, I, I, Le- okay, we are, we are no, having... you're right, you're right, Ziegler. This is all fake. They're I, bragging. I, Let's move on. I
1: didn't say it was fake. I yeah, said, you did. No, when you did I say said, that? When did you I say that?
2: said for sure that Trump and Billy Bush is way more likely than this one.
1: No, no. I, so, I, okay. No, 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 no. It's not it's not even close to what I said. I said, Oz I, I said that Trump claimed to be bragging, but wasn't. But we don't even want to consider the idea that these O'Keefe tapes were bragging but the more Oh, did they po-
2: say that they were bragging? I missed that.
1: Leah, what it they're not going to say anything because now they're political liabilities. So now in the middle of a presidential campaign, there's no there's no sense in them even trying to defend themselves. They're just gone. And but yes, but they, the
2: proof is that they were not bragging because all of a sudden the, the protests went away okay. when they got busted here. <laughs> That's all the proof you freaking need.
1: There's not even a shred of evidence of any illegality in any of this. And if if our side did it, we'd be saying, brilliant! We we provoked these guys into revealing what they really are. It's amazing, the hypocrisy of all this. Hour number three coming up next.